You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the ninth day of June. I always want to say January. I don't know why. I'm Paul Holden, your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, bringing you your Rocky stock every day. I am your Rockies fan extraordinaire, proudly part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and happy to be your first listen of the day. Today on Locked On Rockies, we are looking ahead and previewing the series with the one, the only Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Let's bring Javier on right now. Here he is. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Welcome in, Javi. Good to talk to you again. It's been far too long. It has been, Mr. Paul Holden of the very illustrious Locked On Rockies podcast. I, it's been a while. The last time we talked was our like preseason roundtable thing in which you, quite frankly, just decided to attack me, even though I wasn't the enemy. You know, it's been widely discussed that Jeff Snyder is the villain. Over at Lockdown Dodgers of all of Lockdown, I would even say all all sports. I would say all the net, all the different shows that we have with the MLB and the NBA and NFL, the biggest villain. Yet you came in here taking some shots, and yet we head into this big SmackDown clash. And look who's looking a little bit silly now, Paul. Who is it? Not me. Uh, you know. If you look back on the roundtable and you look at the standings <laughs> now, I am the silly one. I was a little bullish, but hey, I wasn't expecting the Rockies superstar to go down on the IL after sleeping on a uh, bed wrong and being out for basically all of the season at this point. The biggest acquisition uh, the Rockies have made in quite some time. But let's start there. Uh, We're we're doing this a little in the in the uh, before the series, so we don't necessarily have any uh, on the field stuff to talk about. But you know, the Padres, pretty good start to the season so far. I mean, above 500, the NL West is as good as we thought it was this year. What's gone right for, for, for San Diego so far? And a side note, when are we deleting the depressed Padres? The Padres are good. Get get rid of this. This is enough of this. I, the, the Rockies <laughs> lost over half of their games in the last 40, and you don't see me over here changing the Twitter name to depressed and then keeping it when my team's off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah, look, I actually had put this out there where I'm like, at some point, like, I wonder if I have to get rid of the depressed Padres uh, moniker thing. But here's what I'll say is why I'm keeping it, because right now, right now, it's kind of worked. It's not only that has worked, keeping it locked on depressed Padres on the Twitter, of course, at LO underscore Padres for everybody wants to follow, but also because... I also don't do the naming of the Padres first baseman. Both things, I mean, the latter has slowly stopped working a little bit. He's been a bit bit of a slump for now. But in general, it's been kind of helpful. So I think I'm going to change it back as soon as what the kind of the, the genesis of that name change was, which is Fernando Tatis Jr.'s injury. I think that once we get there, then I have to put it back because you got to celebrate that the guy is back. That is what originally made it be locked on depressed Padres. But you're also 100% right. The Padres, considering 
admittedly a lot of bad mojo heading into the season. A ton. I would say the most out of any team that had the the dark cloud above them, it Mm -hmm. was the Padres. And then the thunderstorm happened when, uh, when, when uh, Fernando does a front, you know, falls off the motorcycle. Yeah. The motorcycle. And I guess he thought he was Arnold in Terminator two or something. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know what was going on with my guy there. You have that, you have Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger starting the season on the IL. You have the fact that everybody's looking around at this roster and being like, Oh my God, what is going on? The, Padres first baseman being rumored and trying to be traded almost gets traded to the Mets, which I talked on about uh, this week on a podcast, which everybody could check out all that bad mojo yet. They come out clutch hitting um, a few guys stepping up, not many and Manny Machado. Why I think he's the MVP this year, because I think most people are in agreement because they needed it. They did. They could not have afforded him to just be good. Right. Uh, a three and a half war type of player. They needed him to be awesome. And he delivered from the start and he's still playing great defense and he's hitting balls out of the park. Even when the those those dorks over in Milwaukee are booing him. Right. He just knocks one out of the park. Right. He's been uh, fantastic. And then obviously Padres starting pitching has been great, too. But Machado is easily the the story for the Padres so far. Yeah, you, you kind of nail it on the head. The Machado, the kind of the the start of not not the only one, but I would say kind of the beginning of the mega contract, the big deal, the new place. I'm going to make the splash in the new area. And and while he's played, you know, good ball, but you you're right. Machado needs to be elite for this mm-hmm. Padres team. Much much like when he comes back, the Rockies, if they want to turn things around and get back to that, uh, you know, into the com- the competitive window, they need Chris Bryant to be elite. They need him to be a game changing player because the Rockies right now don't have that game changing player. Other than maybe Connor Joe, I would argue that Connor Joe mm-hmm. is probably mm-hmm. the most interesting Rockies player that that's there, and he's not doing it in the flashy CJ Crone. I'm going to hit more home runs than you might have mm-hmm. thought and continue this offensive surge that I've had way. It's a, I'm going to get on base every game. I'm going to play three positions on defense. And when I'm not in the lineup for the Rockies, the Rockies are in a considerably worse spot, but you mentioned Manny Machado being the story. I wanted to ask though, instead on the flip is the, is, is maybe the, the subhead, the, 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 the lower down on the front mm-hmm. page of the Padres, you Darvish. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Darvish, man. I mean, after uh, at the time of recording this, it just happened. He was a, had a great, I would argue, his best start of the season against one of the best teams in baseball, the New York Mets. Shut out. Uh, it was the second time the Mets had been shut out all year. He did not fall behind in any counts. It was, I think, his first three-ball count came in like this, the last inning that he was pitching. So that was awesome. Darvish is, the way I would describe the Padres rotation, which, which, is kind of what I was hoping for this year was not necessarily that they would have your, you know, Corbin Burns, that they would have your Scherzer, that they would have your Bueller, even though he hasn't been as good this year, that they would instead just have a rotation of all B pluses. And that's kind of been the case, except that, and I I got it right before the season. The reason why I like the Padres rotation a little bit better than other rotations in the division was because of the wild card. And I think the arguably the biggest X factor in this division which was Mackenzie Gore. And he came in and has been light years better than I thought. I thought he'd just be solid, right? Instead, he's come in here and is a fringe all-star candidate, right? Like he actually might. His ERA is super low. The fastball plays. It's been awesome to see. And then you've got guys like Manaya, right? Maybe the ERA doesn't jump off the page, all right? He doesn't strike out guys necessarily enough to always offset that, but he's still a really quality starter when you consider that he's like your number four. 
You know what I mean? Like that's the crazy right. part with this Padres rotation is you can't just look at individual guys. You can Joe Musgrove. He's going to get paid. Um, <laughs> but you can look at the individuals and say, this is why they're winning because every single guy goes out there and gives them a chance to win. You're looking at whip for uh, most of the starters for the Padres. And they're all you, if as Rockies fans, you are wishing you are dreaming of <laughs> seeing these whip from your three best starters. The, the, I would, I was, I was kind of talking about this, the, what, what was the biggest issue facing the Rockies right now? Was it the, the, the lack of starting pitching performances or the Chris Bryant injury? And I think the Rockies' downfall more comes down to the Rockies haven't been able to turn to Herman Marquez, Antonio Sensatella, and Austin yeah. Gomber. And if you can't mm-hmm. as the Rockies, that's bad, bad news. Those three guys have been the foundation. Uh, Kyle Freeland, I think, hasn't necessarily dominated, but has, I've said multiple times, I think been more unlucky than bad this year. The mm-hmm. Rockies being terrible on defense out of nowhere has really bitten uh, Kyle Freeland the most out of all of them. I, I certainly wasn't talking in the roundtable of Chad Cool leading the Rockies rotation and actually being a pretty dang good pitcher. That's you're talking potential all stars. People are saying Chad Cool might be the Rockies. All-Star. I have he, he's cool as a cucumber. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's been you he's it. been solid. This happens with Rockies pitchers every now and then. It feels like they randomly <laughs> there will be that guy. I remember when John Gray first had that like kind of good season. That it just happens when you don't expect it. It seems like for the Rockies, but you're. Right. I mean, that's a really bad development for the Rockies that Marquez, uh, who a lot of people think out of course field would be great. That has not been the case for the last year and a half, actually, quietly. It was actually funny because out of a core's stats were also not very good either. So maybe he's just starting to fall off a bit. And then, like you mentioned, the defense like Ryan McMahon, I'm not going to lie. I was I thought that that was going to be a quietly good uh, deal for the team. That guy who great defense eh, so so offense but maybe they knew something, you know what I mean? Maybe they knew he was going to take that another leap, a to give a G- NBA comparison, like a Jimmy Butler type of leap when it came to his offense. And unfortunately that hasn't quite happened. And also I, he's just making errors out of nowhere. So Rocky land, I imagine, man, hasn't been the, the best of lands to, to inhabit currently. No, it's honestly, uh, it, it's been terrible. And, you know, you can, it, it, it's like, I, I hate to just put it to summit that up, but it, it has been. It's what are the Rockies doing? Ryan McMahon should have won the gold glove last year. I, I really mm-hmm. do believe, believe that Ryan McMahon was a better, had better defensive stats than Nolan Arenado did last summer, uh, last summer. But now, you know, throw that out the window. I mean, that, you ain't even going to sniff even top three in terms of, uh, of gold gloves finals, which is a massive setback for Ryan McMahon Unfortunate because the Rockies defense has cost them games. They haven't been able to keep it close. The, the, the free opportunities the Rockies have given this year uh, are very costly, especially when you the bullpen did does start hot. But that was everyone knew if you actually followed the Rockies and knew that Rockies bullpen, you you knew the hot start wasn't going to last for them. It was the offense needs to continue this up and you need to keep some of the starting pitching started the year. Great. But it's just downfall. Austin Gomber had a couple of good starts early year and Herman's first start against the Dodgers was dominant. But it, they those those issues compounded with the the defensive issues that are not just a problem. They're a massive issue for the Rockies this year and have really cost them games. That's a big difference. And when you're in the NL West, you, you can't be doing that. I mean, those 
when you play, I always say, and we'll see this year because this is the first time that we've matched up with the Padres to see what these two teams look like. But when you play the Giants, especially, you cannot give them free opportunities. Anytime you give the Giants a free runner on base, some guy you've never heard of is going to hit a double in the gap and they're going to beat you by like six runs. And, and the Rockies have been doing that far too often, especially even especially against bad teams. When you're when you got a when you're a bad road team and you have a road trip that takes you to Washington and Pittsburgh, you got to go on that road trip and 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 win most of those games. And that's just not what the Rockies were doing. But, folks, if you want to stay fueled up, ready to go to win your next outing, well, why don't you get yourself a Built Bar? And if you're like me, you love a good chocolatey, chewy brownie, what about a caramel brownie with caramel swirl Mm. on top? So Mm -hmm. delicious. What if I told you you can have all that in a chewy, chocolate, delicious bar that gives you 17 grams of protein? Not only just 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. A brownie? With only four grams of sugar, folks, well, the great people at Built.com have you covered. They are all about making you eat healthy, but also tasty, too. And when they do, they, they that's what they do. They cover their stuff in 100% real chocolate. They don't sacrifice the taste for the health. You can have both. That's what they believe at Built.com and Built Bar. All Built Bars are made with collagen proteins, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. And you can see the macros for all the Built Bar products and all the Built products at Built.com. And when you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's 15% off your order when you head to Built.com when you use the promo code LOCKED15. One more time, 15% off your order when you use the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Javi, I am curious now, as the Padres sit, what, is it 11 games above 500? How do you feel this Padres team stacks up with the NL West this year? I mean, now you can kind of, the preseason stuff aside, there's enough of this Mm -hmm. season where an identity is at least formed Mm -hmm. right now. So when we're talking early June, heading into month three of the season, how do the Padres stack up against the rest of the NL West? I think they stack up pretty good. I think that, and what you mentioned about the defense with the Rockies is important here because the Padres defense has been excellent. Uh, Hassan Kim last year couldn't hit, plays really good defense. And this year, an average okay hitter, but that's an improvement. And that really helps this team that's missing Tatis right now. So when it comes to the power and whatnot, they are lacking severely. Luke Voigt, he was a cheap uh, bargain bin option that I liked at the time. I still kind of like it for what they gave up. I thought it was fine, but he hasn't quite delivered on power so far. Um, but for the most part, I mean, their defense has been great. And Jerks and Profar has been a great revelation. One of the better uh, leadoff hitters that the Padres have had in a few years, dare I say, honest, to be quite honest with you. He's been awesome, and he's been really good in the outfield. And I think that that was something... The Padres kind of underestimate. I mean, Tommy Pham had like minus seven defensive runs saved or something crazy like that last year. That Profar, I'm not going to say I expected this plus level of defense, but I kind of forgot to remember that I know he's at least better than Pham and won't actively be a liability. You know what I mean? And that's really helped them a lot. And he's been big. He's hitting for a decent amount of pop too. That's been awesome. Jake Cronin with as well. Uh, so just overall, really good defense is helping. They're not making a lot of dumb mistakes, which mm-hmm. is something that can happen to them uh, fairly often, especially in the second half of last season. Um, so that's been big. That's been big. And I think that that is one advantage that they have. I know the Giants, they've been really lackluster defensively. Brandon Crawford has taken a step back. He's not hitting the same way he was last year. IL now. 
Yeah, and now he's on the IL. Brandon Belt's on the IL. I don't know if he's on the IL. I should say day-to-day at least of recording this morning. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I know Brandon Belt is. I know Brandon Belt is on the IL. But, like, hey, that Giants team, I still fear a little bit. I think they've also been a little bit unlucky. I think Alex Cobb has been one of the most unlucky pitchers in baseball. But I will say, I, I was bullish on the Giants. I was like, look. It's a 107-win team. Even if they decline, guys, what if they just decline to, like, 93 wins? That's still a right. good team, right? Uh, I said this on the, the I think, the roundtable, but the Padres, man, the big thing with them is can they maneuver around until Tatis gets back, and can they not? Because they probably don't want to give up any pitching right now. They don't have much pitching to move in the first place. Can they get a really quality outfield bat? You know what I mean? That's the big question with this team, and can they address the bullpen? Can they do that? I do think so. I think so. And I think that the bullpen issue is actually uh, major, but I actually trust this team quite a lot. They're pretty, uh, AJ Peller has done a pretty good job at putting together bullpens before, kind of out of nowhere. I think they can move some prospects. I think they can tinker and move around. And I think they can get some guys that be health, uh, to be healthy. Pomeranz, Adrian Morajon just came back from the IL from his Tommy John surgery. He could be good. Pierce Johnson, all those type of guys. I think can make the bullpen at least okay and not, you know, 27th in ERA or whatever the heck it is right now. I'm sure the Rockies, uh, but I don't even want to look at the Rockies bullpen ranks to be totally honest. Uh, Cause I don't need to tell you hey, that they Bard has been good, right? Daniel Bard. For, for what Daniel Bard is a great story. Honestly, I'm fine out of the, a lot of the options. Bard has had some tough stretches. He pipes some fastballs in the beginning of the year. He walks too many people. He's far from perfect, but I don't. I don't necessarily despise when Daniel Bard is on the on the mound. Whereas it's like watching Carlos Estevez pitch nowadays. It's just kind of like we've seen this game. We know what happens, and and unfortunate that uh, there's just been uh, there have been a lot of games lost late from the Rockies that, uh, that that they've been in, and their offense hasn't helped them out either. But I'm curious though. You mentioned there's all this stuff. Is it's kind of a simple question, but with the Padres, I feel like you have to. Is this the type of team that can play 162? Is this a team yep. that isn't going to lose? Because you know, also in a follow-up, mm-hmm. is this the team that's going to beat the Rockies this year? The Padres, especially <laughs> last year, I, I've said this. I really do think the reason the Padres did not make the postseason last year was the fact that they could not beat the Rockies in the nope. second half of the season last year. They could not at all. And that wasn't the only below. Uh, average team that they struggled against. They had a series against the Marlins, I remember, that was a red flag. Um, And the Pirates, too, last year. So with that, it's a really good question because, in fairness, situational hitting, jerks and profar, I swear that man gets an RBI every time he has the chance. And like I said, you know, Padres' first baseman, you know, his ground ball to fly ball ratio is still unbelievably bad, and he's not particularly fast. So there's a regression that is to be expected. My hope was that it wasn't going to be an extreme regression. It has been pretty extreme so far. He's been really, really bad uh, basically ever since that first month when he was like an MVP candidate. But can he just be okay a little bit better? He hits a little bit better against lefties, maybe. But that's the big thing, right? Is their offense so lackluster that this just you can't at some point, right? Unless you're that, that Seattle Mariners team from last year, right? <laughs> that the clutch factor is just not going to be able to carry you for an entire season, right? Maybe it could carry when you're in the postseason. That happens all the time, but... I don't know. I don't know. I think that we're going to have to see. I think that their farm is actually a little bit better than some people think. So I think it's possible. You know, yeah, everybody's talking about Andrew Benintendi. Everyone's also talking about Joey Gallo because he might cost, you know, a bag of potato chips at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see about that. And then Austin Hayes, maybe out of Baltimore. There are some options out there that you can find. I'm just, I feel good that they can get these like buy low, not ex- super expensive. They don't have to trade for Brian Reynolds. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to trade for some supers. They don't have to trade for Juan Soto. Uh, rumors that I personally don't even really believe, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I really, really see it. Uh, teams reportedly interested and want to. Whoa! Yeah, right. <laughs> you know like, like, yeah, whoa! sign me up. Sign me <laughs> it's up. It's like, so the baseball rumors about like team interested, I just, I take those with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, man, I think that they can absolutely uh, hang and that's what it's going to take to beat 162. It's a great, and it's not a diss either because they did fall off last year. Darvish, um, you, you didn't have Clevenger last year. You had Blake Snell. Uh, when he finally got good, he heads to the IL. You didn't have just you didn't have consistency. But this mm-hmm. year, I do have a little bit of a vibe that Musgrove, Gore, right? Although Gore, innings limit. We're gonna have to see how that happens. So we're gonna see how, how they adapt at the deadline and whatnot. It's gonna be really key the next month or so of Padres baseball for sure. Javi, I just want to let's kind of move. We'll, we'll look ahead here. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting with this matchup between the Rockies and the Padres? If I'm getting the rotation right, uh, sends us on the bump, then Gomber. So I believe the Padres will be seeing maybe Feltner if he's still there. I can't remember. I can't remember if he got option, but Feltner, Cool, and Freeland, I think, will be most likely the uh, the the rotation at least there, but. Uh, the, the, they will not see at least Marquez, Gomber, and Senzatella who are pitching here in San Francisco. So I'm curious what uh, the what you're thinking between this first matchup between uh, these this long. I will say, out of all, the, if you can give the Rockies a rival, I would say the Padres and the Diamondbacks are the two that you that you can. So <laughs> so these long-standing NL West rivals. Ah oh, man, and the other thing is we got a nice juicy doubleheader to look forward to on Saturday oh, too. I I, I I used to hate them, then I liked them again, then I hated them. Look, I really like the seven inning rule, guys. Come yes, on. please cool. bring it back. What are we doing, D- guys? Just especially because the Rockies are so fans, bad man. in game one of doubleheaders. The Rockies <laughs> are going to hit the ball twice, and they're going to give up thirteen runs. And you're like, great, turning to the bullpen in yet another doubleheader. The Rockies have played yeah. like six doubleheaders in the past like month. It's felt like. Yeah, it's just uh, it can be pretty tough. And for me on the West or the East Coast, that 10 o'clock game is going to be pretty brutal for me. But um, you're going to see Mackenzie Gore for the first time. You're going to see Joe Musgrove. That's not going to be fun for you guys. We'll have to see, though. I don't know because it depends on how they feel about Clevenger. They might use Nick Martinez to piggyback again, uh, which is what they've been doing uh, plenty of times. They even used Gore, but Gore has been so good that they're just giving him the start, uh, you know, from the beginning. Maybe you'll see a little bit of Adrian Monahone action. He is a little bit of a starting pitcher anyway. So monitor that. And Nick Martinez also, don't sleep on him. Not that bad, especially when you consider he's kind of a back-of-the-rotation guy. Nasty changeup. Um, but I'm wondering with the the Rockies, first of all, I mean, I got to give some credit to the Rockies. Connor Joe's such a great story, right? This is a guy who's what is it? He's battled cancer. If I'm yep. not mistaken, he's got, he's been traded from like nine teams. My buddy, Jack McMullen uh, brings us up all the time. He's like, we are all witnesses. Cause he's just, it's an amazing story. And like you said, quality batter, right? I do have to admit there is something about this Rockies offense that is don't sleep on it. Right? Like I, I still kind of have some faith in Ryan McMahon. Brandon Rogers has been really hot. Chris Bryant though has been the big thing, but who do you think is kind of a, 
a bet on the Rockies that maybe Padres fans should know about that maybe they haven't been paying attention to. Well, I think you I think you nailed it there. Uh, one thing I think we will see will be a, the, a battle of the crone. We'll probably see some mm. cr- a lot of crone zone. Oh, yeah. The battle uh, of the crone. That's yeah, so good. Know. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, you know, so, of course, the Rockies big uh, power hitting first baseman, which uh, he's he's been great. But, um, you know, you, you nailed it. Brendan Rodgers is the guy to watch there in this series. NL player of the week last week. He cut an abysmal start to the season. People are saying, what are we going to do with Brendan Rodgers? Are we sending him down? It's he's the type of guy. Just wait, just wait, just wait. And what does he do? He goes out player of the week and he's been a, a key contributor. The Rockies offense on paper is good, especially when you remember that you take Sam Hilliard out of the lineup and you replace him with Chris Bryant. That's how this Rockies lineup is supposed to look. But you're not obviously going to have that here. I don't know when Chris Bryant's going to return. No, no one really knows at this point. I, I said mid-June, but we're getting close to mid-June here. Uh, but Brendan Rodgers is the player to watch for the Rockies, in addition to Connor Joe. Connor mm-hmm. Joe is someone who he, he's just – not only is his story special, but he is just every – I feel like every – got to be someone there's managers dream to have every single manager in major league baseball would love to have a connor joe someone that has incredible plate discipline a versatile defender in the fact that he can play multiple positions and play them well first base not so much he's not really a first baseman but you know he can at least catch the ball and field it keep it in front of him enough Mm. that he's strong there he can lead off he can bat in the middle he's going to generate rbis he can put the ball out of the yard but he'll also draw a walk i'd want every single Rockies player to just bat like Connor Joe and they and I really think the Rockies have been better at taking pitches and I think it has been someone like Connor Joe that can kind of set the tone for you and I think it is nice for for someone like Charlie Blackman to not when you know he can get he can Charlie Blackman can will lead off every now and then but instead he can kind of be padded a little bit by Connor Joe there and Charlie Blackman can kind of he's gonna just use the power let's put the ball out of the yard let's kind of be a more slugging type of hitter in the later stages of, of his career not to mention I, I can't remember what the streak is right now but he's got like a 30 plus game on base streak he mm. I mean he's fast he's versatile I mean just uh and on top of that an incredible story yeah testicular cancer survivor multiple teams and i'm so glad that the rockies are giving him a chance to be the ever when he was coming onto the scene last year like when we were finally getting to see who this guy was and learning about him i had it this guy's going to be the fourth man on the bench and sit in rockies purgatory that's what i thought they're not going to use this guy enough but it's been so great to see that the rockies Mm. have found a place for him and that means charlie blackman has Finally, I mean, behind closed doors, he wasn't that bad, but I think he's really finally starting to embrace that. I am the DH of this team, not the right fielder of this team, because I mean, Charlie Blackman hasn't been like, I mean, he's not a good defender and hasn't, he's just, he's just as a liability out there, but he can still swing it. So, Uh, and you know, that's another player to watch. Don't Chuck, Chuck still put the, still can put the ball out of the yard. He'll still Mm -hmm. put some thump into it. Uh, You know, the batting average isn't great for Charlie Blackman this year, but he's still, you know, got some pretty good slugging and uh, some other numbers too. So those are some names to watch. Ryan McMahon. Yeah. Can, can do something, but uh, actually another name that uh, you might probably Mm -hmm. uh, Padres fans might be thinking, Jonathan Daza. He was in an approve it year and people didn't really know what his role was going to be coming onto this team into this season, other than, Arguably the best young rock, young 
quote unquote Rockies center fielder that they had. So you thought he was kind of going to be the Rockies best defensive piece there because he's really struggled in history uh, on, on offense, but he has instead turned that around and become a really, really dynamic player for the, for the Rockies as well. So that R- Rogers Daza and, uh, and Joe are, are three names to watch. And, and if you're looking for the big, the, the battle of the crones will also be, be fun to watch oh, as the well. The battle of the crones. That's, that's so good. I can't it's, wait. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to be a great series. Uh, Javi, we'll wrap things up here we uh we are just about out of time but uh just real quick in classic sports crossover collaboration give me a Mm -hmm. series prediction give me your give me what you think's gonna happen (sighs) let's see here as as fun as it would be to get my revenge from you for last year for boasting Mm -hmm. and doing the little locked on video Mm-hmm. The locked on now video and tagging me with you sweeping in the the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is a series split. I don't know why. There's something about this that feels off. I can't mm-hmm. quite put a finger on it. I don't. It might be that maybe I just think Gore and Musgrove are due for mm-hmm. at least a maybe maybe a four run uh four runs from Musgrove and a four at least heck one run from us uh from Mackenzie Gore he's been on he hasn't given up in a run in a while I think they might just be due uh and sometimes I know that that's not like the best analysis in the world but sometimes that's just what happens um these could be fun games man these could be fun games I always look forward to playing the Rockies there's just something about them and honestly uniforms are really pleasing I do like this the city connects do you yeah yeah I know some people wanted the purple a purple variation of the mountain thing I like them though. I, my thing with variant is, guys, there's 162 games in a baseball season. <laughs> I will literally take anything that's different. You know what I mean? Like, right? If yeah. It's no. different. I'm just kind of like, cool. You know, like it's it's not that offensive. If you don't like it, it's like, oh well, this is the new thing today. Uh, I can't wait for the Padres City Connects to come out. That's I believe in late June is when we can expect those. But yeah, that should be fun. It's a cool look. And guys, that purple variant, give it two years. Come on. They're going to sell these ones out and then they'll do the refresh in the purple. And that's what you'll get. I don't like the hats. I don't like the logo. I don't like the logo. I like the hat look. I just, the logo, I just, I I can't Mm -hmm. get behind. It looks terrible on the score bug too. But the green, I like, I think the green's sharp and I do like the look. I'm, I'm, I'm all for them. But I think, I think you're right. I really, if the Rockies can, can win this series in San Francisco, there's no reason they can't at least hope to ride some momentum Mm -hmm. to go in there and split this series and try and get a series win with the, with, against the Padres. Cause I, I dread playing the Padres a heck of a lot less than I dread playing the Giants and the Dodgers. And just because the Rockies seem to have more of some confidence when it comes to playing uh, the the Padres. But Javi, for those that want to follow the Padres, they want to follow you because you're not only doing Locked On, you're doing a heck of a lot more than than that. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres, which is where I live tweet all the games from. My personal account, I'm tweeting about whatever the heck, movies sometimes and blah, blah, blah. Um, And check out Just Baseball. It's a site that I contribute to and write a bunch of stuff. Uh, Great website. Go check that out. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm also on YouTube, so be sure to check that out if you want to see whatever shirt I'm wearing, whatever hairdo I have. Feel free. 
It's an upgrade in set because when we first did our first crossover, <laughs> it was the bedroom set. Now you're in a much more studious <laughs> library type setting. Exactly. There. I've read every <laughs> single book. It's it's true. All yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm a, I, I would mm-hmm. say, I bet you if you pulled one of them off right there, you could tell me all about it. But hey, for you Padres fans, I'm Paul Holden. You can find me at Paul Holden 33 at LO Rocks, uh, Rockies for the show, Locked On Rockies on YouTube. If you subscribe on YouTube, you're helping your Locked On podcast out, uh, hosts a huge amount. Those subscribes on YouTube are massive for us. So, folks, even if you want to just check out the uh, uh, the shows on your favorite streaming service, hit that subscribe button still on YouTube. It is a big, big time help for us. And uh, Javi, again, thank you so much for the time. It's been a blast as always, my good man. Got to play a Mario Party game at some point. That's all I know. Let's do it. Let's do it.